What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending. An update from the Chiefs heading into Sunday's game. Our Pete Sweeney out at uh, Chiefs facility today he said, of the players on the Chiefs injury report, Wanye Morris, Derek Nadi, the only two players not working Friday. Uh, he also did not see. He just actually edited his tweet. I apologize. He says uh, Sky Moore also he did not see at that point. Doesn't mean he's not practicing, but at least during the media portion, no Wanya Morris, Derek Nadi, or Sky Moore. Uh, all signs continue to point, and I'm fine with it that Donovan Smith will start at left tackle. Derek Nadi against the team that wants to run. I would would have rather had him out there. Uh, as far sure. as Sky Moore, again, you and I have talked about this. I'm fine with them not even being tempted to play Sky or Tony. We'll see. Uh, but that's where things are at. Otherwise, the Chiefs very healthy. Heading into the game. Yeah, a little backtrack for Wanya, but again, that eliminates the question about it other than what if happened. Uh, you'd rather have Wanya available just in case something well, yeah, happened in the game, depth, depth. obviously. You'd rather happen, so you hope that he's still available, but that might not be the case. As you'd mentioned, the Bills are missing a bunch of players. A bunch of gave the Chiefs injury update. Terrell Bernard won't practice again today. He's questionable about whether or not they're going to see how he looks on Saturday before deciding. And yeah, Rap, Gabe Davis, Christian Benford, and Balin Spector all out for the Buffalo Bills. Next up on what training FIFA has announced it will put out their full 2026 World Cup match schedule on February 4th. So you'll find out how many matches KC is getting and at which times and dates those games will be. Now they're not full in the qualifying process, so you won't know. Yeah, we don't know if Brazil's what teams here. you're yeah. getting. You don't yeah. know if it's Ecuador, Brazil, whatever. I, I Mexico and Canada both get into right because automatically of, I think yeah they were a, a group bid on that uh-huh. end you don't know who but at least you'll know when the matches will be and how many matches Casey's going to get coming up on February 4th yeah, that's exciting still yeah, two years yeah. out but it's exciting the next thing you know we'll be a year out and, and we'll be getting excited for what that is going to be like in Kansas City next up on what's trending college basketball all three locals in action coming up tomorrow KU's at West Virginia at three K-State hosting the Oklahoma State Cowboys, 6 o'clock. Uh, that's right here on 610 Sports Radio. And then Missouri at Florida, also at 6. All three local schools. K-State coming off that big overtime win against Baylor. KU handled uh, Oklahoma State earlier in the week. And then Missouri coming off a loss at Alabama. I did really like Bill Sell's comments the other day. He's like, I didn't really know what to expect the new look Big 12 to look like with those four teams in there. He's like, it's a dogfight. Oh, <laughs> like, every single week is nuts. Next up on what's trending, Alabama. You might know they lost their head coach, Nick Saban. I've heard of that. Well, now they're you know they're getting some of the uh, the downside of that. Their freshman recruit Julian Sayan to enter the transfer portal. He was the third ranked player in the entire 2024 class. Five star quarterback. Now open to go to any team in the rest of the country. That's not surprising. These kind of things will happen a lot. I did see. It was the most like world's tiniest violin moment ever. This like big Alabama like board right message board. They're like. Dancy Double A's got to step in in here. Alabama can't fix their problems while everyone's plucking their roster. This system's unfair. And I was like, oh, oh, we do not feel bad for Alabama at all. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> no one feels bad for Alabama. Absolutely not. Yeah. You know, you guys, they have gotten to come in and transfer and all. Yeah, please give me a break. Ripping the carcasses off of Oregon. How the entire conference plucked apart and pulled apart conferences. Now you're worried about one team, maybe losing a couple of players. Give me a break. Don't replace them. They're Alabama. Next up on what's trending, Mark Andrews, the talented tight end for the Ravens who had been practicing this week. Ian Rappaport says he is not expected to play for the Ravens when they take on the Texans tomorrow afternoon. Uh, we know uh, at this point looking like maybe he could be ready for the AFC title game. That requires the Ravens to beat the Texans. We'll talk more about those matchups coming up right after what's trending. Lastly, on what's trending, big news in the sports world. You might remember not that long ago, Sports Illustrated 
had sold to a different parent company, the brand that you and I both knew a lot as kids. There's reports out there that they might be laying off their entire staff. Yeah. Like, I mean, just not like, oh, they're making some changes. The News Guild, which handles one of the unions that handles the work for SI, says that there's been some stuff circling around there that have been there. Adam Schefter tweeted about it about 30 minutes ago. It said, at its peak, Sports Illustrated was an institution. It covers and coverage were legendary. So much great work was done there, and now it's the end. A horrible day for the employees that work there. They might be letting so, go of their entire staff at Sports Illustrated. It's been going downhill for a while, unfortunately. And, yeah, yeah. it is sad because you're right. SI used to, I mean, let's be honest, used to mean something, right? Like it used to, it, Being it on used the cover of Sports Illustrated was, was a really big deal. something. You know, SI, you'd always get the SI. After, you know, after, heck, after the Royals won the World Series, I still, like a lot of you here, I mean, I have that commemorative SI issue for when the Royals I won, the Zach, Zach Greinke won. won. I mean, I, I still have, like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I have the last SI cover I think I kept, other than the Royals World Series, I think I have one from the first Super Bowl uh, in this era for the Chiefs, and then I have, like, a Bobby Wood Jr. on the cover one that was signed. That's it. And, and But that was always a big deal. Like, and I know we can make the joke about the SI swimsuit edition and all that, but, like, that, you know, that's... that's you don't have the Martha one from I, last I, year? I don't have the updated ones. Um, but it's just, it's sad to see SI. I mean, I even had SI kids as a kid. Like, the SI had a version yeah. of, of the... For kids, and, um, yeah. And if you, look, you and I know some, some people in the industry that work, work there. Yeah, it's so, really terrible. Uh, that's, yeah, bad news. And, I, yeah, it's now actually, I'll call it official, I mean... ABC News just put it out like eight seconds ago that, yeah, the publisher of Sports Illustrated has terminated most, most of its staff in a mass layoff, a union representative confirmed. So it, it's a, it's not speculation anymore. I mean, it's unfortunately happening. That's what's trending here on Cody and Gold. Coming up at 1 o'clock, Club 610, Red Friday on the show. We'll have Harold Kuntz from Fox 4 joining us in studio. I mentioned Mark Andrews not expected uh, to play for the Ravens. We know we're talking plenty Chiefs. We'll get right back to them, I promise you. But Divisional round weekend is one of the better weekends. Not let's only in the NFL, the but let, let's get to that. Maybe JT, we can get a little little music behind it here in a second too. Because just any generic, I, like it I, feels like there'd be like yeah, in the frozen tundra, you know, that kind of music. Yeah, something like that. NFL Let, films, you know, something like that. Let's start with that Texans Ravens game. That's the one that impacts the Chiefs potentially. Whether or not the Chiefs could be playing for a chance to host an AFC title game or go on the road. The Ravens, nine and a half point favorites against the Houston Texans. Look, nobody thought CJ Stroud was going to be in this spot. So that storyline is incredible in its own right. And then for Lamar, man, you want to talk about pressure. You're you're going to be the MVP again. So it's going to be your second MVP. And we know you have not had playoff success. In fact, in prior years, when he has made the playoffs in three games, all three of the playoff games were their season's lowest offensive output. So is this a different era for Lamar Jackson? They obviously have different pieces than they did in some of those other matchups, but that'll be the story. I think the Ravens win this game. The Texans, to me, do keep it close, as in plus nine and a half. But there's a lot of pressure on Lamar. Can you imagine what the what the story will be again if he loses? We all know what it'll be. It'll say, that's great, Lamar. You're incredible in the regular season. Out of this group of talented top five quarterbacks, you're the guy that can't win in the playoffs. That'll be what people say. If he doesn't win against Houston, every multi-time winner. This feels it does feel that felt tense. I was wondering what we were. God, getting. we needed that in the beginning. I thought it was going to go a different way. All right, so the of the multi, and you can turn it down just a little, JT. Of the multi NFL MVP winners, they all have at least one Super Bowl title: Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. Uh, maybe Jim Brown doesn't. He won an MVP a couple of times. I don't know if he won it. I, Brown's never won one, so he probably didn't. Favre, Unitas. Warner, Montana, Young. May I go on? These guys win Super Bowls. I think what the difference is here in this matchup is the Texans are a great story. CJ Stroud is a great story. The Ravens are a great team. They're just better than the Texans, okay? 
Like, we might say that against the Chiefs next week, and that might be the case. They have blown out multiple playoff teams this year. They have beaten some of the best teams in the league. They have one of the league's best defenses. And in addition to that, they have one of the league's top four offenses. It is really hard to think that this would be the game that got them. Maybe if the matchup thing was different, or maybe if the right team, if it had ended up being like Miami or Buffalo that went there, I'd have given them more of the puncher's chance. Again, the Texans are a great story. Divisional round's a huge win for them. I just think the Ravens are so much better than them. I don't see how, I feel not as strong as the Steelers last week, but this feels like a lopsided matchup to me. Yeah, I I wonder, I mean, could, we talk about even when the Chiefs had potential matchups, or, or you know, who's, who's scarier? Like, because the Texans weren't viewed as the team that were supposed to be there, does that make, like, if you're a Baltimore Ravens fan, are you nervous this weekend? I'm guessing you are, though, because when you're seeing C.J. Stroud play at the level that he is, that makes you a little bit nervous. Not proven, but that, that team, I think, has the ability in an instant to, to rip off a 70-yard touchdown. And honestly, this year, yeah. you haven't seen that from the Chiefs. No. Right? You really haven't seen that from the Bills as much. Like, that's what makes the Texans a little dangerous here if you're the Ravens. Is that they found Nico Collins 70 yards down the field a bunch? I'd feel different, too, if it were Tank Dell, wouldn't you? Like, if they had some more, I don't know, if they had their full complement of weapons, gold, some version of it. Look, I'm a big believer in C.J. Stroud, and his legend will really grow. If he wins this game, it'll be it'll be uh, twofold. Both will be major stories coming out of the weekend. Lamar can't get past the divisional round again, and C.J. Stroud's a star. Against it, is he a top five quarterback already? That will be the sentence uttered on Monday if they win that matchup. On the NFC side, both are interesting, but let's start with the one that most people think is going one way. 49ers and the Packers. We understand what the Packers season become. A lot like the Texans and the one I just mentioned. Feels like the Packers are a good story and the 49ers are a good team, but I give the Packers a better shot here because I really like what Matt LaFleur has done with that offense and what he's already gotten out of Jordan Love. They have a lot of different weapons and a varied amount to the point that they can actually take advantage of it. I think they can kind of keep this thing somewhat close to the 49ers. I'll still think the 49ers win because they've been the best team in the league this year and they still possess the most talent. But I, you know, I got to be honest, I've seen Brock Purdy play what? A playoff game? I mean, I'd like to maybe see him a couple of times before I determine he's a playoff superstar. Yeah, this one's simple for me, honestly. It's, it's, is it a healthy Trent Williams? Best left tackle in football? Yes. Is it a healthy Christian McCaffrey? Best running back in football? Yes. Debo Samuel, one of the more explosive wide receivers. They can use him in different ways. Is he healthy? Yes. George Kittle played in this game? Yes. Brock Purdy doesn't have to be Superman when no. all those guys are around. And that defense is not what the Dallas Cowboys defense was. So that's why I know everybody's high on Green Bay. They looked incredible against the Cowboys. But that defense was a joke. There were guys wide open all over the place. Jordan Love's playing at a high level. The 49ers are not going to just give it to you as easy as the Cowboys did. I think the Niners, unlike the Ravens in this spot, cover? I think the Niners actually cover the nine and a half points. And I think the Niners win by 10 or more over Green Bay at home off the rest. It's funny. I'd be inclined to go the other way on it. But I think both of these teams have the puncher's chance. I don't I don't eliminate either. This isn't the Steelers matchup gold where he gave him 0.001% chance. We're like, what's the way in which the Steelers yeah. win the game? And I'm like, I don't know. Josh Allen turns it over three times and someone gets hurt. There's also no problem with the weather, though. It's just they're playing this game in Santa Clara. You know, you don't, you don't have that aspect. And I, I just, I think the Niners and Kyle Shannon, frankly, just a better coach team, too. Um, despite what one reporter might think, the snowy temperatures currently in Detroit will not be playing a factor <laughs> in the Lions-Bucks game. That was unbelievable. Uh, if you missed it earlier this week, a reporter asked Todd Bowles if he'd prepared himself 
for all the weather that has wreaked havoc on these games. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. <laughs> I don't um, No, nothing planned. Good stuff. So good. So good. You know why I love this game even more than just the matchup stuff, in which I think the Lions are going to win, but the Bucks can absolutely keep it close. I love the idea that this matchup is either going to produce the most loser franchise in NFL history with a quarterback who was discarded by his last team in the Detroit Lions. The most, again, the losingest franchise probably in NFL history all of a sudden is in the NFC title game or Baker Mayfield is. Because that's the funniest outcome. Baker Mayfield is in the NFC title game? After just getting, what, picked up off the street in a deal that we said was nothing for the Buccaneers? He's just a placeholder until they could get to next year's draft, and then all of a sudden he's in it? That's why I love this storyline. Either of those are awesome results, aren't they? Baker or the Lions? You're not rooting against the Lions still, are you? No, 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 no. <sighs> don't worry. Don't worry about that. I actually like the Bucks in the first half. For this oh, game okay. from a betting angle, the Bucks plus three and a half. Stay within three and a half for the first half, uh, because I wonder if the Lions, after all the emotion from winning their first playoff game uh, in 30 years, like that high, that how do you, how do you get up more for this game than you did? And that's Dan Campbell's job. But like, how do you get up more for this game than you did last week when Matthew Stafford was returning all that? Yeah, so I can see hard. them being a little flat, which is why I like the Bucks in the first half to stay within three and a half points. Uh, overall, the Lions, though, are just a much better football team. I, you know, the Eagles clearly were a mess. I don't think Baker Mayfield uh, will limit the mistakes as in not have any like he did against Philadelphia. Plus, that Lions offense, man. I know in the second half, I think they scored six points. But in the first half, it was a shootout against the Rams. I don't think the Bucks want to get into a shootout. I, I don't think the Bucs can compete in a shootout if that's what it turns out to be. No. I mean, how can they? They don't have that kind of but firepower. But to answer your actual question, it would be – the funniest result if Baker Mayfield was in an NFC title game. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's just absolutely like for a league that we call pretty unpredictable. There wouldn't Baker Mayfield's own family wouldn't have told you before the season that Baker was going to be in the NFC title game with the Bucks before this year started. No one, not a single team we could go through. And I'm not even kidding. We could find 10,000 professional guesses at the final four teams before the year started and not a single one would have the bucks not unless that they had also predicted that tom brady surprisingly came out of retirement again to try to play for the bucks and then took them there that have been the only result that got there yeah uh i had the saints winning that division and the saints decided to keep their head coach so i was surprised by that move as Alex well it's also had the saints winning the division he was wrong i had the falcons winning the division also wrong. Wow. Well, we had the Bucks winning the division. Yeah, no. The Bucs are supposed to be drafting in the top five, not maybe playing in the NFC title game. You know what's the best? The funniest result is not just the Bakers in the NFC title game, but they're hosting it against the Packers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. But, they're at home. But maybe I think the thing that someone said that might be true is the pressure was off Baker this year. So oh, he yeah. had no spotlight, nothing, yeah. and so he could just play free football. He's about football. to get paid, which is, you know, as you were saying, like he's about to get that extension this offseason. It's be nice. Bucks are going to have to give money this offseason. That's a look at some of the playoff matchups for the divisional round in the NFL. We know, obviously, the Chiefs have to wait last game of uh, the entire weekend. But we'll know everything. We'll know the whole, you know, we'll have the setup for the entire championship round by the time the Chiefs are playing. We just will know exactly 
if they're playing at Arrowhead with a win or if they have to go to Baltimore. So that at least, uh, I guess that part adds some extra, uh, not motivation for the team as much as it is, I just think the stakes get raised for, for Buffalo fans too. If Buffalo knows they have a chance to host another AFC title game or AFC title game for the first time since the 90s, like you add all of that in. Thinking of the NFL though, let's go all 32 in the NFL, as we do usually on Thursdays, but we'll move it today on a Friday because of everything going around in the league. And I'll start with, 32. with the coaching aspect. I saw a report that Mike Vrabel did interview with the L.A. Chargers. Ugh, I don't like that. We know, he's inter- we know that the Chargers interviewed Harbaugh. I think I'd rather the Chargers hire Harbaugh than Mike Vrabel. And, that's not, and I'm not telling you that Harbaugh can't have success or won't have success, that's success wherever he goes. Been. But I think Vrabel, when I see how Vrabel's Titans team, who were undermanned and didn't have a great roster, did defensively against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they've mucked some of those games up, right? And if all of a sudden that's what the Chargers games were twice a year, I think that is a little scarier to me than if Harbaugh was actually the coach with the Chargers. I Vrabel's done well against the Chiefs, as you, as you said, which is kind of concerning. I also just think... Vrabel's younger. He's proven that he can win with mediocre quarterback play. He's won divisions. And I get it. Harbaugh's been to a Super Bowl, so not saying they can't be there. I just, I'm always still impressed. And I know it's been a few years now, so maybe I should just dial it back a little bit. In fact, he took Ryan Tannehill to an AFC title game and took down some tough opponents, including that Ravens team that year. Just riding the back of Derrick Henry was impressive. Yeah, I, I again, I still want them to take some coordinator because I think the flop rate is way higher at defensive or offensive coordinator off of a good staff than proven veteran knows what he's doing NFL head coach who had success. Not the ones that failed in their first stop and got a retread like Josh McDaniels gold or Dennis Allen, who we just talked about, but guys that actually won one where they were and had success. I hate those guys going to the charters. Hey, I saw one that said uh, ex Stanford head coach, David Shaw was taking an interview. I would take that head coach over. Fine. Take that one. Did he coach Andrew Luck? Was he uh, Stanford at that time, David Shaw? I believe so, and he got McCaffrey as well. Yeah, he had some talent there, that's for sure. Well, look at the years he had there. Yeah. Look, if you take the Chargers job, you know you've got the quarterback thing figured out. Other teams can't say the same thing, which is where the Bears are. Look, I don't think it's an accident that they're interviewing offensive coordinator Cliff Kingsbury for the job. Right. Who coached Caleb Williams this year at USC. And now the compensation rumors and guesses for fields are out there. Nobody. Nobody in the industry thinks they can get a first-round pick. At most, most teams think they can get a pair of seconds, most likely a second and a third, second and a fourth. That's high enough. I told you I thought harder about this, and there was a time in which I thought that that's about the right compensation for fields, and this is where I think it's a win-win for both. You, the Bears, take your shot. You picked first overall two years in a row. There are game-changing quarterbacks at the top of that draft, and you've gotten a good view of fields to know that the upside of Caleb Williams is too much to pass up. Meanwhile, if you're a team trading a second rounder for Justin Fields, I could see why the juice is worth the squeeze. If you're unsure or not picking high enough in a draft to know that that's where you should go. I think this could be one of those things that's good for Justin Fields, kind of like how when Kirk Cousins left and he found good foothold in Minnesota and good for the Bears for taking another shot at quarterback. I could see where this benefits both parties. You think a second, would you take a second and a third if you were the Bears? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, me too. Me too. That's I, the I, high end estimate. Absolutely. I think you would have to. Again, you know where I'm at on this. I just don't know how as a journal manager, when you didn't draft the quarterback that we're talking about, whether or not he may or may not be the guy. The fact that you were even have, having a debate about whether or not Justin Fields is the yeah. answer, 
then he's, you're already giving yourself the answer, aren't you? If you have to like, think about it, four years in, like yeah. A, if it's after said, year one, maybe not. Like you said there, and then Ryan Poles, like, you're going to get two chances to draft a number one quarterback, and you're not going to draft one both times. Talk about a dice roll for your future. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right, so mine is, for you guys, is C.J. Stroud. So C.J. Stroud, obviously, probably going to win off uh, Rookie of the Year, right? We think that you got Puka Most from likely. the Rams, right? But say he goes out, beats Baltimore. Does he – how far does he jump up? Some people say he's already a top-five quarterback. Where do where do you see him at? Okay, so if he beats Lamar Jackson, he still wouldn't have an MVP. Boy, that's tough. It's just there's one player. Like you said, there's a lot of people already trying to claim he's I couldn't five. put him above Allen – I couldn't put him above Burrow. I can't put him above Mahomes. I think he's top 10. I think if he wins this game and he goes to an AFC title game in his first year as a starter, I will to start the season. He deserves a ranking of a, he is a top 10 quarterback in the league with the potential to be one of the best. Yeah. But he doesn't get to just instantly anoint himself in the top five for a couple of playoff wins. Yeah. Not, not top five, but top 10. He'll enter top. I think he's already in the top 10. I think that's fair. And he'll be, as we've said a couple of times, he'll be one of the, Four or five, I, I would say he might even have, depending on what he does in the playoffs, the fifth or sixth best odds, if not better, to win MVP next year. Yeah, probably. Do you think he jump ropes Trevor Lawrence already yes. if he wins? And so yes. he's the best quarterback yes. in the division? I, if you made me start over a franchise right now and start with one of those two quarterbacks, I would take CJ. Yeah, Stroud. I don't know how you how you how that wouldn't be the answer, cons- so. the consensus answer. Some that's because I haven't seen him fail. but Exactly. And that's why next year will be a fascinating season. Like, he's been great, but does it mean he's just never going to struggle? Maybe not. He, if he's a superstar and he's a top five quarterback, then yeah, we're just not going to struggle. Not until, you know, at times this, this is viewed as struggling a year where he's in the divisional round and, and one 11 more games and, and more touchdowns than the yeah. guy we're talking about right now. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's where the, that's the bar. Different. That's the bar that you're at. Uh, Stroud's got some work to do, but he's been incredible. That's all 32 in the NFL coming up next though. When we think about the issues of the season for Kansas City, maybe we're talking drops. Maybe we're talking about the offensive line. Which one frightens you a little bit more heading into Sunday's game? And we'll have the random question of the day. Twelve thirty here on a red Friday in Kansas City. Harold Coons, Fox 4, going to join us for Club 610 in about a half hour. We're also 10 minutes away from the random question of the day. I like this song. I don't know. It kind of gets me going a little bit. You know, a little, you don't like the song? It's a good song. Kind of gets you up, upbeat. It's fine. It's a good song. I, we, you know, I got nothing against it. I, I, yeah. I, I like having the music ride out a little bit longer these days, too. You know? You um, like it to really, like, mm-hmm. kind of linger yeah. there for a second. Why not? I think JT was worried because yesterday I sent him a text oh, in the middle of a segment. You didn't Hold like on, the song? Wait. No. It was that the music was playing for about 10 minutes into the segment. Well, that was the right half hour. Well, we wouldn't normally do that. So I sent JT a text said, hey, man. Man, we're confusing. The, we're I confusing just said, hey, JT. man, do you mind? So like he probably was like, oh, I better get that music down real fast. We're in his head. Right? That's what it is. It's like drops for a for, for Hey, a I tell you, player. I tell you, I kind of it's kind of like rough cut because like we talked about, I hadn't been with you guys since the summer, so I'm trying to figure out how you guys have adjusted we'll with Drew. And so when you hit me the text, I'm like, oh crap, I messed it up. I'm like, <laughs> oh man. But uh, I fe- I've picked this song because I was like, you know, it's Friday. You got to get that upbeat. It's, it's a like you said, it's the, almost one of the greatest weekends of football because of the division round. We're top great. I do like that song. You're right. It's fine. It is, it's good. I mean, it's like, Thanks, JT, I'm, though. Fill it in for Drew. Hopefully, as you said, Drew feels better. Fingers uh, crossed. Ready to go on, on Monday or whatever. Is that Bengals sickness, do you think? You think it's Bengals sickness of not being in the divisional round? 
mean, that's what it is. A little Bengals sickness. His team had been in back-to-back AFC title games. I mean, they were really right. I mean, I, I'd feel a little sick if the Chiefs were would have been out Wild Card Weekend. What's it like to not, not making the, the playoffs? What's it like to not play in the AFC title game or the division? Well, don't say don't say that part. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> how about just not make the playoffs? So we sure. don't. It's, we, we can we, start there. We've also all experienced that before, just not the last six years or whatever. Just feels we've, like it's been a really long time. We've been spoiled, man. We've been spoiled a little bit, to say the least. And I, you know, there's definitely things that that scare you about this matchup on Sunday because some of them have been long-standing issues with this team, whether it's the the drops or the play at offensive line, the tackles to be specific, and, and Jawan Taylor's penalties. And so I still think if you're asking me, like, what's still the scarier part of this game on Sunday from those two, it's not the drops. Really? It really isn't. It, it, because those have been around all year, too. The reason why it's not the drops is I, I believe the Chiefs have shown us their target share and not giving the ball to playmakers they shouldn't anymore. And I do believe they figured that out a little bit. I'm not saying that, like, McCall Harbin won't get a catch or something. I'm talking about, I think, Sky Moore, MVS, Tony, if they're getting any action, any targets, it is so limited now that the mistakes are, like, you know, you, you don't give them the opportunity. Now you're keying in on Rice, Kelsey, and Pacheco. I think the answer of what's a little scary is Juwan Taylor. He's going on the road. The atmosphere is going to be nuts. And that big completion that you might finally get, to McCall Hartman, is it called back because of a holding call? Uh, or does you, it never did, happen because he dropped a, it? <laughs> do you have a false start? You know, yeah. do you have a false start penalty? You know, yeah, you could say because he dropped it, but a false start penalty. Sure. Like, I'm more concerned about those because I've actually seen, I mean, heck, we just saw, even if we think it was a bad call, the block in the back, it was called a block in the back. It was. Even if he got put, it was called a block in the back. That, fortunately, they overcame it, but that took a Rasheed Rice touchdown off the board. Unfortunately for him, he, um, he hasn't earned the right anymore to not get the like borderline calls. And that's what it was against Jawan Taylor there. It's a, it's the wrong call, but you can see in the moment, Jawan Taylor puts his arm in the guy's back. Ref sees it. He calls it. He doesn't give Jawan Taylor the benefit of the doubt that he was shoved first, which is what happened there. But the drops, the drops do concern me because not, I, and I understand the Raiders game, which I'm calling an anomaly. I'll just be honest. I don't pay any attention to that game and what it means to the chiefs. That's just, that's a game that doesn't matter. It is not indicative of the way they've played over the last six weeks. It has no bearing on where they are. Since they started playing better offense, Gold, the one thing that still hasn't clicked is the deep, deep passing game. But what has been found is that medium passing game. That stuff with Rasheed Rice and Justin Watson and Travis Kelsey that, like last year, is 15, 20-yard chunks, which is the way I think you can overcome a false start or in the right circumstances a hold. But you can't make up those gaps in yardage if you drop the ball. And the drops, to me right now, are the bigger concern going into the game. Jawan Taylor's more likely, probably, to get penalties. I think Pete Sweeney, who was with us earlier, he just said, I'll give Jawan two. I'm like, what? (laughs) On what planet are we just free-rolling two penalties to an offensive lineman? But in a weird way, I feel the same way about the drops. I'll give you two. Hey, if you promise me you as a team only drop two passes, sold. I'm in. I also think the drops right now, as you as you mentioned earlier, probably are a little less now because they're not throwing it to the guys who drop it as much. Sky Moore, MVS, right? Those guys aren't getting the ball as much. Rasheed Rice, who had some drops earlier in the season, that seems like a distant time ago, he has been way more sure-handed. When Brian Baldinger was talking about it earlier, that was one of the things that somebody else had pointed out to me It really stood out. You ever notice that Rasheed Rice might be their only wide receiver who actually catches the ball with his hands out in front the way you're kind of supposed to? So his drop problems might be totally behind him, in my opinion. Travis is the one I can't figure out. 
He seems to, only for this one year, decided he's going to drop the ball. and Dropped it three times in this last game. And because his yards are so important to this offense, it scares me. It scares me. I'm not, like, overly worried thinking it's going to Yeah, but they just came off a game where they had 400 yards of offense. Oh, yeah. You know I mean, like, it was, you know, they, they had 40 yards of offense. I still think across this season, the time that drives have been stalled from a in, – in, in the red zone, so they – across the entire game, drops have impacted them all year. We know this, right? Sure. I, I would argue in the red zone, some of these Juwan Taylor penalties – have been in like they have happened in the red zone for the that, most part installed out drives entirely. Now, if you want to talk about a drop that was batted in the air and led to a pick six, that's a different story. Duh. Those are way more harmful. You yeah. know, Kadarius Tony popping one up in the air for an interception different. I'm just talking about a straight drop. I think in this game where the chiefs, I do think will move the ball and they have focused in on the key pieces. Um, I, I, that's the, 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 the crowd noise is where I worry about Juwan Taylor. Hopefully That's it's fair. not something that we have to worry about at all. Hopefully Juwan Taylor has his best game of the season. I would be very, I will make sure we give him props for it on Monday. Donovan, Ta- Donovan Smith might've had his best game of the season last week. Does that sound right? I mean, that was one of his better games well, for sure. The, the go back to last year. I, I'm not, you know, saying, saying that they don't have anybody to rush the pass in Miami. So but. that's the thing. And why, when we were discussing with all of our guests this week, we've asked them like the dolphins didn't have the personnel to impact the tackles. Do you trust them in this game? But to your point about Donovan Smith and, and how he has looked last year in Tampa, he had a brutal season. He was hurt all year this year. He started the game at uh, the start of the season was playing. Okay. Average football at best. Um, and, and then he got hurt next stinger or maybe was hurt before then who knows we just didn't know about it yeah. they bench him slash let him recover Wanya Moore yeah bench is not the right word let him recover Wanya Morris takes the job for the time being and then Donovan Smith now healthy maybe played his best game of the year might have a little so, juice like, left you know, I mean he prior to the injury was a very good tackle in this league so we'll see that might be one of the you know I don't think we used to do a segment on this called key matchups we'd all give one their pass rushers versus the tackles has got to be one of the three key matchups doesn't it I mean, we can go through the yeah. other ones, like their linebackers yeah. versus Kelsey, whatever. And we can go on the Chiefs end as well and be like, it's uh, Willie Gay versus Josh Allen's running or Drew Tranquil versus James Cook. But some of the obvious ones are the ones we just mentioned, and it's right there. Can the tackles hold up to what is a significantly better pass rush for the Bills than against Miami? The great news is for the Chiefs is if it does, and their tackles do and their offensive line holds up really well against the Bills, well, I'm 10 times more optimistic that it can also hold up against the Ravens. Another really good pass rush team. Okay, great. The Bills have just as many sacks as the Chiefs. They're right up there in the top five, just like they are. So if you can hold up against them, you can hold up against most teams. I understand there's still issues in there, but I mean, this is also, I, I asked uh, I asked people over on Twitch, like, hey, will you rank, we were talking about those NFL games, rank out the ones you think are least, are most likely to be a blowout to least likely. This game is by far the least likely to be a blowout out of the other four. It's not. I Absolutely. mean, it, by a mile. Yeah. I could see a blowout in the other three, at least being semi-plausible. Based on the Chiefs' defense, the limitations the offense have had a majority of the season, blowout just doesn't seem like it's I mean, in the, the cards in this game. And, I mean, just off of the spreads of the game, it says that, too. If you're even, like, just want to actually go with what the books think, too. Well, yeah, which two doesn't mean, nine doesn't mean, plus point favorites. It doesn't mean they're not wrong, um, but the Chiefs are – Two and a half or three point favorites. The Bucks are six dogs, and a half point yeah. dogs. Uh, yeah, dogs. Yeah, on both cases. And and the Cowboys or the, the Cowboys. The Packers game is a nine and a half point spread. And when you're looking at those matchups with the Ravens and Texans, it's a nine and a half point spread. So yeah, the books would say that it's going to be a close game as well. I just I wonder for that. I just wonder if I, I'm hopeful that the tackles will hold up one time. That's it. At least they got the league's best defense. That's the thing that I keep holding on to anytime. Gold, I think if you had asked either of us a month ago, 
would we be thinking about predicting the Chiefs to beat the Bills on the road and the Bills were the two seed? I don't think either of us would have been leaning yes. I think a month, six weeks ago, you and I would have both been thinking no, not likely, or unlikely that that was the way it was going to go. I feel so much more confident about this game than I would have four weeks ago, three weeks ago, than I do now. And that's just because of the things we've talked about a lot, the finding yourself on offense, the matchups for the injuries for the Bills that line up well for the Chiefs, and so on. Random question. For you, Gold. For you, JT. Over on the text line, 913-586-7610. Of course, I mentioned we're on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook. You can watch the show on video as well. We'll get back to the Chiefs in just a minute. What has been a very unpredictable NFL season might apply to the Chiefs game as well. But I was, um, wife and I are talking about getting a car this summer. It's like, ah, what kind of car? Mm -hmm. Uh, Trying to make this work. Mm -hmm. We had a brief conversation. I want to know if I should be embarrassed. We had a brief conversation. (laughs) What? About whether or not I should be considering becoming a minivan driver. Oh, soccer dad. Is it? Is it all right? Is that all right if I'm cool with the minivan? Because I'll be honest, for a second, I was like, God, a minivan? I but would this be your car more. or your wife's car? The reason this, why I ask this. This would be my car. The reason why I ask is because if you're, I mean, your wife works as well, but if you're at work, would it make sense for you to drive the minivan to work? Well, would, in this case, right? For the most part, it would be my car, but for the most part, you know, like, look, she got stuff to take the kids places. That's what I mean. Maybe swap out cars that's for the what day. I'm I don't care. It'd probably be both. I gotta be honest. You got two kids? I think minivans are kind of nice these days. They're looking a lot better than they used to. I like the space. JT's looking at me like, God, you're just the oldest person on the planet. I hate minivans. (laughs) The minivans are nice, but I... You only, so it's, you have two kids. I think if you had three, then I think minivan is 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 a very strong option. Must. If you didn't want to get a huge SUV, I with, don't want those like with three two, seater but SUVs. With two kids, not, with two kids, I think you could get by with just a good size SUV. I don't think you need a van for just two kids. I was thinking like the Escape, uh, the Ford Escape. That's, too, that's too, small. too small. That's their smaller SUV. Too small, man. I that's need something too, in between. Yeah, that's too small. By but, the way, local car dealers. Yeah, I'll be shopping this summer. You just let me know. Oaks, Kia, uh, Max Motors. Don't make me list off our sponsors. Who wants to do a little business with your with your guy Cody? Um, yeah, the, the the van very comfortable, but I I don't know if you need the van with two kids. Yeah, but I got you know what you're forgetting about first stuff, just straight up stuff. Kids have so much stuff, like just it never ends the amount of stuff they have, especially if you go on vacation. Second, their friends. For instance, yeah, twice a week I pick up my daughter's friend from dance. And then twice a week, they pick up our daughter for dance, right? It was a friend group of ours. So I pick up another kid. And look, we can't do that in days in which one of us has something else going on because I can't get three kids comfortably in my car with the size of a car seat. In a van, we're in business. Everybody fits. Their stuff fits. A little bit of room. Feels like it'd be nice for a vacation. How do they handle I'm the snow? kind of in the minivan. I've, always heard, I've never, never driven, driven one, so I, I've always heard minivans are terrible in the snow. Is that true? Someone that has a van can confirm or deny that. But I've heard vans just aren't good in the snow versus if you just got the SUV. But As yeah, a I, person that does have a family with a van, yes. that my dad loves to drive the van when it snows. Because it doesn't handle well? Or it, 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 it handles well. In this case, he thinks it handles well. He's, my dad thinks it handles well better than the cars that we have. Okay. I, mean, I have, a Chrysler, I have a Chrysler 300, so my car is absolute horrible with snow. I've <laughs> always had, my family's always had a van because there's three, we have, I have two younger brothers, so Some, it works out like that. People are suggesting other just mid-sized SUVs for you, Cody. Okay. Someone says real men drive minivans. I'm open to suggestions. Then I'm not a real I'm man. I'm looking for a car that I can comfortably fit three people. Someone says get that uh, the Jeep Grand Wagoneer. No, that's the car I hate from the car pickup line, and they know that. <laughs> that was the person that, I complained about. Is that why about. you don't want one? Those are also 
very expensive. Yeah, they're like $80,000. I'll yeah. just be honest. Let's just peel behind the curtain here for a minute. That's out of my budget. Okay. It's going to be honest with you, text line. That's out of the Cody's going to be driving around a Honda Odyssey before we know it. He's going to be driving around a Honda Odyssey. Got to get those TVs in the backseat of mm-hmm. the, the headrests. Mm-hmm. Although we pretty much as a family have a, you know, we don't let the kids like use iPads or Nintendos or phones in the car. When we were little, when we were little and uh, my mom had a, like an old what, the Chrysler town and country. This was back in, you know, 1999 or whatever, right? Like that was one of their, her, the favorite, like they loved it. They loved the van. At the time back then. People suggesting a Kia Telluride, Honda Odyssey's great. So they uh, Plus, a van's really good for traveling. Someone says it might be too late, but maybe condoms? Nope, too late for that. Sorry. Hard <laughs> 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 to have the two kids. The, sorry. Uh, the, the Telluride's not a van, though. That's just a very nice SUV from Kia. Very One of the more popular SUVs right now. I do like the way those look. Someone mentions the Ford Edge or Terrain might work. Okay. Maybe that's what I was thinking, the Ford Edge. But also, I guess <laughs> another pro for the van is it's really good when you're going on vacation for road trips. Yeah, Cody, when you drive them to that cabin you have in Colorado, you know? I do like those for road trips. We take that road trip once every year took, or once we, every couple of we years. We took a van all the way down with a family trip back in the day to Destin, Florida. We took a van all the way. Dude, we're, we're a all road trip fam. For, it's just expensive. Getting four round-trip plane tickets and a rental car, it's just crazy. More off, like I have to drive this part of the reason. My car is 12 years old. I've had it for more than a decade. It'll be like 11 years this summer. You know, like, I've, we've had it forever. And this summer, we have to drive to St. Louis for my daughter's dance competition. Right. And then I have to go to said cabin like a week and a half after that. I'm not taking the 2010 Jetta. It's time. It's time. I mean, you could rent a car. But, yes, I got you. Yeah. It's well, time but, to get but a car. But it was already yeah. time anyway. Yeah. So we're making this move. People want to know what the question was. As Cody was just Should whether, I get a minivan? It, should Cody be a minivan guy? Should I be a minivan guy? Do I, do I fit that vibe? You know? They also, I think. With what my parents have done, they've had two minivans in the span of how old I'm 23 going on 24. So they've had two minivans, and really both of them have really done well. They just got really tired of the old one and got a newer one. Okay. Lots of suggestions. Thanks, Tex. No, I don't think there's anything wrong with getting the van. I, I just Do they hold their value? You know, like how trucks hold their value better? Do minivans hold up? Wait, are you planning on like, – what do you – No, want? just in case, you know. Just in it's case nice what? Their, I don't know. Just in what? case. It's nice. The only downside is I was thinking that the next car I got, because I drive, I, I only drive about 10,000 miles a year in a car typically. So I don't drive a ton. So 10 years from now, the car would have about 120,000 miles. Perfect for my daughter, who's now seven. That's her car. Right? Don't you think that's very. I can't very, get a minivan. I, think, I can that, just sell it. Doesn't that, I mean, that sounds good on, like, I think. It's good smart, theory. I don't know if it'll theory, work. responsible, financially yeah. responsibly. That's very. Um, optimistic of you that in 10 years the car will just be completely good to go for I've her. had enough luck in the last couple of cars well, I've, gotten, I've gotten more than that so. so you're going brand new then for a minivan I'd be going pretty new okay yeah. okay like under 30,000 miles to, maybe oh, brand new oh so you're open to certified pre-owned okay. I'm, I'm open okay. to certified pre-owned okay. okay maybe brand new but low yeah. mileage yeah yeah I'm, hey, are I'm, your kids tall I'm driving my no. car into the ground as long as possible technically do I need a new car sure but it runs fine but I'm yeah, you and I are both in uh, the same territory, Cody. Of uh, we're both on we're both venturing down territory of needing new cars, yeah. but uh, we're holding out. I think right now. That's my random question of the day. I know we're going to talk more cheese here with Harold Kuntz. He'll come here in ten minutes. I do have whiskey sours. <laughs> text line. I need to go make for us in a minute. The text line just full of either actual, honest to god suggestions, which I appreciate. Some people suggesting car dealers in which they've worked with that they appreciate. Yeah. Um, they said my car is going to break down in a Chipotle parking lot. I sure hope not. I sure would, hope not. Honestly, that'd be the right way for it to I don't go need down, that. wouldn't it? I, I I don't need that right now. You don't think so? I don't I don't need that to have happen. But as the Chiefs get ready for this weekend, 
I think what I was reminded of quickly when someone pointed out a stat is how unpredictable this NFL season has been, for the Chiefs included. There was a time this year in which I thought the Chiefs were the best team in the league. There's been a time this were at least one of the two best teams in the league. Then there were times this year when I didn't even think they'd get to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. And now they're one win away from being in the wild card. As somebody pointed out, we should have just assumed something is going to surprise us in the divisional round because look at this staff from this year. At one point this year, the Eagles were 10-1, and one, Miami was 9-3, and three, and the Cowboys are 10-3. and three. Not a single one of those teams is left in the postseason. The Texans were 3-4 and four, getting ready to take on Baltimore. The Bucs were 4-7 and seven and won their division. And the Packers were 3-6 and six and are also in the divisional round. This has been a particularly weird year for the NFL for turnaround's sake. It has. Can't dispute the facts you just laid out, but don't you think what you were highlighting, hey, this team started off poorly, now look at them. Don't we know more about these teams now? Like, it's about how are you playing in the postseason? Who are you now? Yeah, there could be an upset or two, but the Cowboys and Eagles, I think going to the playoffs for different reasons, people would have predicted maybe an earlier exit, right? The Cowboys, that's the Cowboys. The Eagles, uh, a lot of people were predicting them to lose. Not me, but a lot of people were predicting them to lose to the Bucs and that they're a mess and Sirianni's lost the team and all of this. Like, I, I hear you that it was unpredictable during the season, but now that it's the divisional round and we've got, you know, the, these teams that are left, especially the two ones that we have, the Ravens and the Niners, are there unanswered questions about those two teams? Like, are we suddenly thinking they're just going to fall on their face now? You know? In a weird way, I just feel like this is why I make, like, when we go to make our official predictions for the Chiefs game, that one's close. I feel like in the other three games in which I feel the same way you do. The Lions are going to win, the 49ers are going to win, the Ravens are going to win. I should probably just decide the one I think's not going that way because I feel like that's how this NFL season has been. Hell, even the great teams, the 49ers and the Ravens, yeah. There's been times in the middle of this season where I'm like, what the hell is wrong with that? Team? I guess what I'm saying is I'm not telling you there can't be an upset. I don't believe that because the bills were one six and six means some team that is going to now lose because yeah. we don't know. Like you're the, saying by now, we've got to figure the, it out. The bills lose it, it. You know, like they're playing way better. These teams that are alive still is because they are playing some of their best football of the season. We would agree. The chiefs are playing their best football of the season, right? Yes. The Bills play I mean, the Bills yes. playing their best football of the season. The Texans clearly playing their best football of the season. No doubt. The Niners and Ravens are coming off buys, but I would you know going into the playoffs, they were playing their the Ravens just killed the Dolphins two weeks ago or whatever it was. The Niners obviously, other than losing to the Ravens uh, on Christmas night or whatever that was. Yeah, they got killed. Other than that, they've been play, you know, these teams that are here, I would argue, are playing some of their best football. The Bucs clearly playing their best football. So of the it season. no longer matters that yeah. they were once Upset, bad or the upsets good teams can happen. Bad. I just don't think any of that stuff from you know matters to that. What why this the it's season just, was like, unpredictable. The Cowboys though were still playing really good football coming into the postseason and still got got. I mean, but they, well, people for that will just always point like it's the Cowboys. It's the Cowboys. Yeah, <laughs> right, it's the Cowboys. They're the one exception to this. I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. Like what what yeah? What game do you think is most likely to have the upset of the entire weekend? Don't say the Chiefs game because they're two and a half point dogs. Like, yes, it's an upset, but okay. I think it's take, the Ravens. I think if, it's if the I Texans. take the Chiefs one out of it. Okay. I think it's the Texans because there's the unknown of is CJ Stroud just that guy? Uh, is he? Yeah. Is he just? Is he just that guy? Is D'Amico Ryan's just that guy? And Lamar's playoff stuff sprinkle yeah, around at least a little bit. I'm probably with you. I mean, I, I told you I think the Texans cover. I'm not predicting an upset, but if I had to, and we take the Chiefs game out of it because it's a two and a half point That's spread. A coin flip. Um, I probably lean with you there. The Bucks is actually the second smallest spread, but I just, I just don't believe that Baker can do it against. 
I don't think the he can Detroit do it twice. Lions. Maybe I'm wrong. Are, and I know normally that sentence right there would be weird. Like, what do you mean they can't do it against the Lions? This is 2024 now with the Lions. It's different. They're a different team. We have to forget about all the things before. And I always kind of point this out to people. They get offended. The Chiefs were never as bad as the Lions were as a franchise. No. But it is easy to forget that the Chiefs went a f- more than 20 years between playoff wins and were dead last in division wins in their division before Andy Reid showed up and hadn't been to Super Bowl since it was the AFL-NFL merger. Like, it was easy to forget that. And when the Chiefs started winning with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes, there were people who didn't take them serious either until you had to, until you had no choice. Now, golf's different than Mahomes. I get that. But that's also part of it. I'm looking forward to because, again, if they beat the Bills, when are the Bills ever getting past the Chiefs? Isn't that what they have to answer themselves? If the Chiefs beat the Bills on Sunday... The Chiefs have to go to bed being like, well, when are we ever going to get this team in the postseason? We finally got to be at home. The Chiefs are in a down year. Their offense isn't nearly as good. And we still couldn't. We won six games in a row. We still couldn't get them. Well, then they're just buried in it. At least Cincinnati got the Chiefs once in an AFC title game. Nobody else has except for the Tom Brady Patriots who are, I mean, that was, that felt like a million years ago now. And that's not a threat anymore. He's retired and the Patriots stink. So, the only team that is active in the NFL who's gotten the Chiefs is Cincinnati. Nobody else has a ticker on him. The only guy who had anything on him was Tom Brady. Nobody else has gotten the man in the postseason except for Tom Brady. That's really, except for Joe and Joe Burrow, who got him one time and didn't even win the Super Bowl. All right, coming up next, Club 610 here on a Red Friday. We've got our friend Harold Coons from Fox 4 stopping by. We'll ask him about the Bills and this conversation nationally that's been surrounding this game. We'll also get his thoughts on the other three games that we just got done talking about for Divisional Round Weekend right here on Cody and Gold.